Welcome to this month's installment of the Whiting Oil and Gas Safety Always podcast. This month we'll be talking about emergency action planning. So we have Dan Glasso here today and he's going to talk to us about different aspects of emergency action planning. The first question I have for you today, Dan, is what is an emergency action plan and why is it important that employees understand what is in the emergency action plan? So Whiting has developed a comprehensive emergency action plan for each office, which is required by OSHA for any office with more than 10 occupants. Offices with less than 10, the EAP can actually be verbal. Emergencies can pose unique problems for building occupants. Following a safe and orderly plan of evacuation, in-place sheltering, or lockdown greatly minimizes the threat to building occupants. Safe and successful relocation and evacuation during an emergency are dependent upon employee knowledge of the emergency procedures. In order to establish a safe and orderly plan of evacuation, each employee should become familiar with this EAP and the building evacuation routes. If we have an event and I followed the emergency action plan and I feel safe, what would my next step be? Well, it's important to notify everyone as quick as possible in an emergency. The first notification may be your supervisor if you are out in the field to alert them of the situation. In the office, a fire alarm may be your first notification. We must understand who to contact and when. The EAPs for each office are on the Whiting SharePoint page. And it's a good idea to review your EAP for your office to familiarize yourself with the emergency contact list, the mustard areas, you know, all that stuff that goes into that. If you call 911 or any other emergency response personnel, this EAP has a lot of the verbiage you need to assist with the initial communication, such as addresses, phone numbers, etc. Okay, so if I'm in the office and there's a fire, I'm going to activate the fire alarm, evacuate to a muster point, and call my supervisor. It's going to be a little bit different in a field situation, obviously, so what would I do if I'm in the field and there's a fire? Well, if you discover a fire in the field, first you want to contact your supervisor immediately to develop a plan on who will contact emergency personnel. Uh, No Whiting employee will remain in a building or on a location in an attempt to extinguish a fire, with the exception of incipient stage fires. Um, Incipient stage fire would be something like in the office, a garbage can on fire, Uh, pretty much anything bigger than that, we just want to evacuate. In the field, you know, we have a flare that spits up a little fluid, have a small grass fire or something around, um, we can use the fire extinguisher to put that out. Um, Anything bigger than that, the fire extinguisher is simply used for escape purposes only. I always go to, you know, the big fire that I had in my career was at the Peterson where I was on the next location over and noticed a big plume of smoke. And I had another operator with me and we immediately called our supervisor on our way driving over there and came up with a plan. He notified 911, and our uh, job was to go and isolate the wells that were going into that battery. Now, a lot of our batteries have all the wells are right on the location, where this one only had the one, and the other four wells that were fed into that treater building were outside of that location. So we could very safely go shut them down, so we, we quit feeding the fire. Uh, fire department showed up, basically we made the determination that it wasn't safe to fight it, and we basically just sat there and watched it burn itself out. Okay, good story, Dan. Uh, we've talked a lot about fire. What about weather events? Well, if a weather event triggers a shelter-in-place scenario, move away from the exterior walls and windows and towards a room designated as a storm shelter. These rooms are typically windowless with solid walls, robust doors, and no windows. 
Remain in that designated room until the supervisor in charge monitoring the conditions calls it all clear. Okay. What about a situation where a shelter in place order is given because we have somebody who is inciting violence inside the building? First you want to stop is at what you're doing. Leave your personal belongings except for your cell phone and if possible grab your ID but don't go back for it. Uh, you want to be sure your phone is silenced. Quickly make your way to the designated room in your area marked as a shelter. Typically in this situation the room will have solid walls, a robust door with a lock, and no windows. Then calmly and quietly alert other building occupants as you pass them to join you in the shelter. Stay in the room until the all clear is given, notified by a supervisor or law enforcement that the area is safe. Okay, well we've talked about what we would do if there was an incident of violence. Now let's talk about if there's an active shooter. What is the difference between an incident of violence and an active shooter? So an active shooter is an individual actively engaged in killing or attempting to kill people in a confined or populated place. There's no pattern or method to how they select their victims. Active shooter situations are unpredictable and evolve very quickly. Typically, the immediate deployment of law enforcement is required to stop the shooting and mitigate harm to people. Because active shooter situations are often over 10 to 15 minutes before law enforcement even arrives on the scene, individuals must be prepared both mentally and physically to deal with an active shooter situation themselves. What would my response be if an active shooter event occurred in the office, Dan? Well, first you want to quickly determine the reasonable way to protect your own life. Remember that visitors are likely to follow the lead of employees and managers during an active shooter incident. If possible, call 911. Uh, we want to run. Determine the escape route based on the active shooter may be located and evacuate if possible. Leave your belongings behind. Keep your hands empty and visible at all times. Help others evacuate if possible, but do not attempt to move any wounded. Evacuate even if others do not agree to follow you. Go yourself if you must. Move quickly to a safe place, isolated from the shooter, and take cover. Remain there until the police arrive and give you instruction. And most of all, just remain calm. Avoid screaming and yelling as you evacuate. If running is not an option, then we must hide. Go to the nearest room or office, lock the door. If the door does not have a lock, try to wedge some heavy furniture in front to barricade yourself. Identify an escape route in the event you must evacuate. Close blinds, turn off lights, cover all windows. Silence all noise, including your cell phones, radios, computers, and make sure that somebody has called 911. If you are not sure if it's been called yet, you know, we can have more than one person call. If it is not safe to talk, keep the phone on so the dispatcher can monitor what is going on. And always stay out of sight. Take cover behind something. Thicker items of furniture are better. Do not open the door until the person can provide an identification badge. Make sure you positively verify and identify law enforcement as an unfamiliar voice, maybe the shooter just trying to lure you out from a safe place. If there is no opportunity for escape or hiding, as a last resort and only when your life is in imminent danger, attempt to disrupt and or incapacitate the active shooter. An active shooter in the workplace may be a current or former employee or an acquaintance of a current or former employee. Staff may notice characteristics of potentially violent behavior in an employee. Always alert your human re resource department if you believe any employee is exhibiting these potentially violent behaviors. Okay, so run, hide, fight is important to remember in the case of an active shooter situation. What would my actions be once law enforcement actually arrives on the scene? You always want to remain calm and follow the instructions of the law enforcement. 
it's very important that when you see law enforcement arrive, do not run to the police, do not enter their vicinity, do not make quick moves toward officers or hold on to them for safety. Avoid pointing, screaming, yelling, and when directed to evacuate the building by law enforcement, then is the time to leave. Today we were provided with some really good information about what to do in emergency situations. We've talked about what to do in case of a fire, what we would do in case of a bad weather situation, an act of violence, or even an active shooter. Please be aware of what is actually in the emergency action plan for your office. And if you happen to spend time at different offices, please be aware of what is in that office's emergency action plan. Thank you for listening to this month's installment of the Whiting Always Safety Podcast.